Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Nerd Nation. I am Brian, your host for this adventure, uh, issue number 32. Uh, we are here to continue our talk about uh, the decade movies, and we are in the midst of talking our 2010 to 2014 movies, but I am not alone. I am here by my friends, Gio Ramos and Keith Barnes. How are you guys doing? Good. If we Very thought- good. If we yeah. thought last decade was busy, yeah. this decade really, yeah. really, really picks up. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be trying to fit in as much as we can, um, and we're going to try to move fast through it. So uh, let's not even waste any time. Uh, we are going to start off in the 2010s. As far as 2010 goes, there were three comic book movies, which was Iron Man 2, Kick-Ass, and Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Um, Keith, I know you're a Scott Pilgrim, so I'll, I think maybe you should go uh, jump on that one. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, the brilliant, brilliant Edgar Wright adapted this uh Graphic novel by Lee Thomas, no, Brian something, Lee O'Malley, something like that. I can't remember his name. Oh, shoot. I'm blanking on his name. Yeah. Uh, was Canadian, uh, Canadian writer, uh, comic book writer, uh, which is why it's set in Canada. Um, and a lot of it is actually set uh, in his neighborhood. Like that house that they live in is actually his old Ooh. house. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Brian they, Lee they, O'Malley is Brian Lee O'Malley, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Good. Okay. Uh, yeah, and they nearly, it was very nearly, I mean, it adapted a lot of, there's a lot of stuff they left out, because it's seven different novels, a uh, little, like, those uh, novellas, I think they call them, uh, in the series, a uh, little miniseries, but, you know, it took out enough of it to make a classic movie, uh, and a lot of it is straight, like, a lot of the shots in this movie are straight out of the book, you know, I got Michael Sarah playing Scott Pilgrim, uh, uh, oh my gosh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Ramona Flowers, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, just Scott's got to fight off her. He wants to date her. He's got to fight off her seven evil exes, not ex-boyfriend, <laughs> but exes. Exes. And, uh, yes, and uh, just I, I mean, I'm telling you, I can watch this movie a hundred times in a row. As I, I, I love this movie so much. Uh, it's just it's so brilliant, done, brilliant done. Perfect for a guy like Edgar Wright as well. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad he was the one to take this on. And uh, yeah, man, got Jason Schwartzman in it. Uh, got Chris Evans in it. Plays one of the, <laughs> brilliantly. Plays uh, Lucas Lee. Plays one of the, one of the exes. Is really great. You got, uh, Brie you got Brie Larson. Oh yeah, uh, is in it as well. Plays plays Scott's ex. You got Cat. Uh, uh, oh my gosh, Superman. Oh, what's his name? Brandon Routh. Brandon Routh is in yeah. it. You got a very young Anna Kendrick. It's a great, great cast, uh, and I mean, it's a loaded cast. And it's I, I I could talk about this movie forever because I love it so much. But uh, uh, no one saw it. It's one of those ones where everyone loves it now. It's got this great cult following, but no one saw it when it was in theaters, you know. And so it's one of those things that people complain about. Uh, but I get I hear it often referred to as a video game movie. It's not okay. It's a comic book movie. But yeah. it does have video game, like a, a video game like presentation, well, which is in the book. Uh, so, but yeah, people I hear I hear it often people 
put lists of video game movies. Scott Pilgrim, Scott Pilgrim's not a video game movie. Um, <laughs> you know, it's got the fight, and it's got the verses, and it's got all the you know everyone yeah. dies, and they turn in they turn into coins when they die. You know, yeah. so it's got all those elements in it. But what do you guys think, Scott Pilgrim? What do y'all think? I I thought it was it wasn't my particular taste. I think I was more annoyed by Michael Sarah more than anything. Now, have you recently? You kind of fairly recently yeah. watched this? I watched it. Yeah. No, no more than a month or two ago. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I pretty much liked everything but Michael Sarah. Like it really just yeah. Like if I could have had maybe someone else, it probably I might have been fine with it, um, hmm. or liked it a lot better. I did like okay. the concept. And I liked that whole kind of like tears of like fighting stuff yeah. like that. But it was interesting. I'm glad. I'm definitely glad it. Um, it's a movie I've seen because I've heard about it from everyone. So uh, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. You, have you seen it? Yeah, very underrated. Um, love that movie. Edgar Wright, like you said, did a fantastic job. I, I get what you mean, Brian. Michael Sarah can, you know, it's either like him or you don't. Yeah. That goes for everyone, but especially Michael, someone like Michael Sarah. I can see why, you know, he's just, uh, you know, get out of here. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I totally dig it. It's uh, exactly how you would imagine a Scott Pilgrim. Come, come to life. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and then... Just oh, so really, really quick, really fast. No, you're uh, fine. I think I, I totally get what you guys are saying, because I hear that a lot about Michael Sarah. but Scott Pilgrim is not a good guy. So hmm. I think that's why probably why they cast him, because he's really not the most likable guy. He's kind of a jerk, to be honest. And a lot of what he does in this movie is you kind of look at him like, okay, he's, he's not the most likable person. So... Uh, you guys are definitely not wrong. I, I hear that about Michael Sarah a lot, but uh, that definitely makes sense. But I think I, I think that's probably why they cast Beyond. Could be. I mean, very well could yeah. be. Um, Iron Man two, one of the Marvel movies we don't really need to spend too much time on. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I to be honest, I don't even really care if we talk about this one. Well, personally. you know, they started they started it. They they got maybe three weeks or a month in or something like that without a script. Which is why a lot of it is the way it was. Nobody, they couldn't find, similar to the first movie, they couldn't find a writer, but they wanted to get it out in a hurry because, you know, they wanted to go ahead and set up Avengers. And this is one of those movies where, you know, it made the mistake of trying to set up what's coming instead of focusing on making this movie good. Um, like I said, you know, they, they shot for at least like three weeks uh, into production before they even had a script. And a lot of it, a lot of it, if not most of it, I've heard is is a lot of ad living between certainly with Downey Jr. and I think uh, what's her name, uh, Pepper, Gwyneth uh, 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 Paltrow. Oh my gosh, Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. Uh, so a lot of what you see is them talking over each other <laughs> in in the movie. If you watch it, is but they sense. didn't have a script and they were they were yeah they were ad libbing a lot of it and just you can just tell. I mean, there's some of the perform. I actually don't mind uh, Mickey Rourke in it as a villain. It wasn't horrible. Just, yeah, it just just another guy just kind of came and went, but yeah, eh, you know, yeah, suits were cool. I love War yeah. Machine. War Machine finally we got War Machine. Yeah, in War it, Machine so. did show up, and that was kind of cool. Yeah, um, yeah, just kind of whatever with that one. What about you, Geo? Same. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, this is right around the time when Marvel started really setting their universe, like uh, Keith said, and that included replacing actors like. Terrence Howard and Edward Norton. That's right. 
That's right. It happened during that yeah. same time. And, you know, uh, there were uh, reports about Mickey Rourke's uh, Whiplash character, a lot of his stuff getting cut because they wanted the focal yeah. point on Iron Man and setting up the universe. So, yeah, it's not one of the best hit. So. Yeah. Uh, Kick-Ass? I've never seen it, so I can't really say anything. So good. You haven't. Matthew oh, Vaughn. Brian. Put Matthew Vaughn Matthew on Vaughn. the map for comic book movies. Yeah. This movie. Yeah, yeah this is before first class. Before first class we'll about, and Kingsman. Yeah. Like three for three. Um, yeah. Aaron Taylor Johnson, incredible. Uh, you guys might recognize remember him as Quicksilver in uh, Age of Ultron. Uh, you got, you got both Quicksilvers in this movie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Both of them. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, this is Nick Nick Cage's last good performance. Um, yeah, this is yeah. this is uh, at least uh, the one that I can remember as Big Daddy. You know, a little uh, kind of a little love letter to Adam West's Batman in a way. Um, but the mm-hmm. standout is Hate Girl. Hate Girl, played by uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Mm-hmm. She Rinse. is awesome. She is yeah. badass. I mean, this is a very, violent, very violent, grounded but fun comic book movie. Strangely enough, uh, check it out. So we got a well, McLovin is the villain. <laughs> McLovin, oh my God, yeah, McLovin, yeah. Oh, he's good though. He's really, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah. Like everything you said, it's it's. it's Movie. I just clicked on it. I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't know it was a book. I had never heard of it, but I just was watching it or scrolling through Netflix one day and clicked on it. And boy, I'm just like, oh my gosh, what is this movie? I'd never heard of this. It was so good. Uh, I've only seen it the one time. I haven't actually seen it since I watched it. That right around yeah, maybe 2011 or so. Um, but yeah, Brian, I highly recommend it, man. I think you you would really really like it. Maybe we'll have to put it on our challenge list. <laughs> but yeah. uh, all right, so now we're gonna go to 2011. Uh, I think this is where things start to pick up, and uh, we've got Captain America: The First Avenger, Cowboys and Aliens, The Green Hornet, Green Lantern, Thor, and X Men: First Class. Um, I'll start with just the obvious Captain America, the first adventure. I love this movie. I it's, I mean, to me, I don't think it gets enough credit. Uh, but then again, I am a lover of the old timey, like war, that time period type stuff. And I, I adore this movie. I, I love it. It's probably one of the ones I watch the most. Uh, if it's on TV, I'll sit down and watch it. No question. Um, but yeah. Same. Any other thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the casting of Chris Evans was so Oh, yeah, duh. Oh, my God. Like, the, wait a minute. The guy who's playing the Human Torch in those crappy mm-hmm. Fantastic Four movies. I was so against it. So against it. And, boy, have I never been more wrong. Right. I mean, this was probably the one out of the announced other than Avengers and Hulk. This is the one that a lot of people were looking forward to because this is like Captain America. You know, we've only seen yeah. him as a side character in cartoon series and, you know, as a playable character in video games. And obviously, he's very, very popular in the comics. Um, Hugo Weaving as Red Skull. It's one of yes. those. It's one of those one and dones that were that was just so amazing. Like perfect casting and. 
Yeah, like you said, Ryan, the setting, the set pieces. Haley Atwell was amazing. Haley Atwell. So good. You got Tommy Lee Jones actually yep. putting in effort. Stanley Tucci yeah. popping up, mm-hmm. making you love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Bucky Barnes. Ah, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Bucky Barnes. There we go. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, it's great casting right there. You know, they definitely uh, were looking ahead with all that. I don't know if they expected Agent Carter to be as popular as she was, which is really cool. I doubt it. Um, but, I mean, they cast her pretty well, and I think ever since that one shot, I think I think that's when her popularity kind of took off, which is really cool. But, yeah, Chris Evans, like you said, I, I was the same way. I was kind of like, huh, that's, he was already I – didn't, I didn't mind him. You know, mm-hmm. uh, everything I've seen him in, he's always played. And, and <laughs> to be fair – Ever since then, he he plays a great jerk. <laughs> he always plays a jerk in so many things. <laughs> He's always like the good-looking, attractive a-hole. Yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, he he really does that well. It's so hilarious yep. because he's such a this bastion of of, of uh, moral, you know, yep. <laughs> high ground as Captain America, and then he's <laughs> all these other movies where he's such a jerk, but um, which is really funny. But I love him. I, mean, I really I love that guy. Yeah. Um, on and off Captain America and then just off screen. He's, he's so great. I mean, it's one of the best casting they've ever done. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I love this movie too. You know, a great World War II setting. I love that aesthetic of it. Um, my only criticism is that I wish, just when I think about it, when I watch it, I wish they would have spent a little more time with him, like in battle, like with the Howling Commandos and showing more. You just get a montage. You don't really yeah. get the sense that all these years went by that they were doing this all together. But other than that, I think. I love it. I love this movie. Got to fit it into a two-hour runtime. They don't have time for that. They they got a universe to sell. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. They just had to squeeze no, you're right. this New York scene with Nick Fury and yeah. all that in there. It's like, okay. Which yeah. I love. And then you get the little teaser at the end. That end. The the, teaser yes. Blew everybody away. I mean, the theater yeah. went crazy. because Nobody expected that. Or at least I didn't. No, um, I didn't. So that was, yeah, that was awesome. And you get the, we, we get introduced to the Tesseract. As well, the te- yes, so. our first Infinity Stone, um, which we're still, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Geo, you want to pick one? Yeah, the bigger surprise this year was X Men First Class because yes, I love everybody. It. Up, nobody was asking for this movie. They wanted more of the original trilogy, uh, the original cast. You know, mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman, who by the way has the best cameo in any comic book movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you talk about using your 10 seconds and, yeah. you know to the fullest <laughs> like go after yourself like that that's just still gets me to this day but yeah yeah i remember this is the movie that nobody asked for but it turned out to be so surprisingly good i mean who would have thought mcavoy and fassbender could yes be on par if not above what uh patrick stewart and ian mckellen did as professor xavier and magneto i mean just magneto uh fassbender uh, you know his performance is you know just amazing you know his character so much depth you know and yeah this was man this one this was exactly what the x-men franchise uh needed um yeah it was just a a of, of, I don't know, a resurgence, you know, yeah, you know, brought back to life. And again, yeah. Matthew Vaughn, Matthew Vaughn, yeah, that's incredible. It right two for two. I'd, arg- two I'd argue to say this is in my top three of the favorite X Men movies, if not top two. 
Maybe even number so, one. Uh, it's well, that's a, for me. Uh, no, I, that's I don't think that's a stretch because it's one of the only three good X Men movies to me. In my opinion. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, wait, 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 what are your three X Men movies that, that are good? I'm curious. This X Men Two and Days of Future Past, uh, and I'll throw in the first one. So I would say the uh, I say four. Four, four I was going to say, those four were the one I was thinking of. It's like, which one is he leaving out? Where's Logan? But I'm talking X-Men. X-Men. I'm not talking spinoffs. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, yeah. Those those are definitely part of the franchise, but I, I, go, I go just, just proper X-Men movies. I go. But uh, yeah, this was one uh, similar to Spider-Man. Oh, we haven't gotten there yet. Well, okay, we'll get there the next year. But um, yeah, I was kind of done with X Men at this point after X Men Three. Like, uh, okay, it's one of those ones where I'm a nerd, comic book fan. I gotta go see it. Um, yeah, I think it was maybe a couple couple weeks in. Where I actually went to go see it, and then uh, went, oh, wow, it's actually good. So I know this was meant to be a, a Magneto movie. They're gonna do that. They're gonna continue with this X Men Origins thing. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be a Magneto movie, and, yeah. and it kind of just morphed into. Morphed into what what it became, and gosh, Fastbender and McAvoy. I'll just watch just scenes with those two all day, just talking, just debating. Uh, You know, um, I've always loved those characters, just in comics in general, and even the cast is great. If there's anything they've gotten right, it's it's both iterations of both of those characters. Yes, of all the mistakes Fox has made. They nailed it with all with Magneto. The and pressure, the pressure is on Marvel now. Don't f this up, Marvel. Very true. You, I totally agree. Completely agree. Unless unless they want to roll those two over, if I was them, I would. But I, I don't understand if they want to start over. But yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And uh, I mean, get that scene where Magneto goes into that bar in Argentina to get those. I mean, I'm telling you, that is that's some. That's some intense stuff right there. You can't you show yeah. that to somebody who's not a comic book fan. Don't tell them what it is. Just show them that scene and it's just like, what do you think? And just see what they think of that. And that's that, that. And how he slowly gets the coin into Kevin. I Bacon. was just about to say that. Just like the Agreed. beginning. Oh yeah. My yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 great. The, the, the only my only issue with this movie, why I kind of give it a hard time, is because it's just in my own OCD brain. Is this is the one where they just start chucking continuity out the window. <laughs> I don't. I'm not gonna get into all the specifics, but yeah, a lot of it kind of drove me nuts. I'm sitting there going, "No, that's not what you said before." And then, and not to mention the setting. It's like it's supposed to be set in the '60s. The timeline. Yeah. The timeline is a mess. Right? But yeah, but a movie later on in, in, in this show kind of fixed that. So that is true. Uh, Keith, you want to pick another uh, the next one? Talk about. Thor. So it was a little bit before, I think in May of that year. So it was about a month or so, month, two months maybe before Captain America, we had Thor. And this was my big surprise of the year. You know, I've always, I think I spoke a few episodes ago about how much, uh, you know, I was always a Thor fan as a kid. Um, just didn't know what to expect from this movie because it really could have been a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> because how do you sell Thor, you know, like just the idea of Thor as a comic book character and all the Norse gods and all that stuff, which if you know anything about Norse mythology, that's cool, but how do you sell that as comic book characters? You know, they're popular as comic in the comics, but uh, in the movies, man, it, it really could have gone 
very awry. If this didn't work, then none of it, none of it would have worked going forward. And again, uh, credit to the people casting, uh, Kenneth Branagh, uh, Shakespeare guy. Um, that's why you get a Shakespeare guy to direct this because there's a lot of Shakespeare uh, feel in this movie, uh, at least on the Asgard stuff. Uh, with Hemsworth and with Tom Hiddleston as Loki, brilliant casting. Get Anthony Hopkins in there as as Odin, Seriously. which I went, what? Wow, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm one of the people I really I love this the first Thor movie. Um, you know, it's kind of a standard fish out of water type situation, but um, I just love that to get that origin for Thor. He's got to learn some humility, how to learn how to be. Uh, uh, more selfless, you know, and because he's going to be as a guy, it's going to be the future king of Asgard and it's going to rule over all the nine realms, to be honest. Um, he had to learn that lesson, not be the arrogant uh child that he was, and how to how to uh, you know, uh, accept his role and and you know, become a man, you know, for lack of a better term. And uh, I thought Hemsworth played it very well. That scene where he's trying to, he finds the hammer in the middle of that shield base and the little. Uh, mm-hmm. makeshift shield base and he's trying to lift it and he can't and it's that man that's that's a oh I remember watching that scene like oh like I felt our that introduction to Hawkeye that was our intro to Hawkeye which you? caught me off guard because I didn't know that that's who that was right neither I, did I I. I didn't know that his name uh, I knew Hawkeye but I, I didn't know his name was Barton so like Barton uh you know get a weapon and I was like what and when he grabs a bow and arrow and then they show that shot on him pulling back like <gasps> Jamie Williams Hawkeye! Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> wow! So they really are making the Avengers. Wow! Like it's really cool. So I was really excited about that too. So, um, yeah. And then of course, I mean, Tom Hiddleston is Loki. Just a revelation. Man. There you I go. Mean, what more can you? We're going to talk more about him, obviously, going forward. But yeah, I, I love this movie. I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, for me, good movie. Not the best Thor one, obviously. But it's definitely oh, yeah. not bad. <laughs> that's for sure. So uh, I'll leave it at that. Gio, yeah. go for it. Since you were talking about it today. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. Everything uh, that you said. The casting is amazing. The costumes are even more impressive. The introduction yeah. to Asgard, um, that was pretty awesome to see. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just making a character like Thor work on a big screen. And which I remember everyone's uh, excitement because Chris Hemsworth was so good in those 10 minutes of uh, Star Trek, those opening 10 minutes. Yes. Of J- Man, like I was like, okay, yeah, this, this guy, this guy got something, you know, and he obviously delivered and uh, yeah. Um, all right. So w- for the sake of time, we're probably just going to each pick three and move on unless there's more. Uh, but what was left was the green Hornet, Okay. Uh, yeah, neither did I. Green Lantern, we we already know. And then uh, Cowboys and Aliens. Um, so, yeah. I actually that. don't. I don't mind Cowboys and Aliens to be honest. I don't, still don't mind that movie. I saw it in the theater. It's not great, but it's kind of it's kind of fun and it's kind of silly. But it's I don't know. It's, yeah, I mean we are. Eh. Everyone knows Green Lantern's mess already, and. He was my favorite character at the time. So, I, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so, all right. 2012. Good chunk of movies. There we go. Uh, the, there we this go. is where things start going crazy. 
Uh, we have the Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man, the Avengers, the Dark Knight Rises, Dread, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, and Men in Black Three. Oh, Dread was 2012, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. right. Dread, oh, very Dread. underrated movie. We'll start with Man. that one. Go for it. I haven't seen it, but I've really wanted to because you got one all of four best. of you guys hype it up. One of the best 3D usages um, ever. You know, oh, I didn't see it. Slow mo effect. What's up? He's. I didn't see it in 3D. That would. I bet that was. I bet that was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 3D, but uh, Carl Urban, perfect casting for Dread. The story just awesome. Um, a lot of people compare it to the raid. I mean, it pretty much is. It's the it's 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 the raid. <laughs> it's basically the raid. <laughs> but it's a great. It's a great. It's good though. Yeah, yeah, the American adaptation of, of the raid. Um, yeah. Lena Healing, I think her name mm-hmm. is. Great villain, very dark, right. very oh, mama, very uh, gory, yeah. but a lot of fun. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah. It's I one of the ones that I super super. Violent. Yeah, go ahead, Keith. Sorry, go for it. Oh no! I was just saying, yeah, it's it, it's super violent. It's a very violent movie, but it's uh, it is. It's really good. A lot of fun. It's it's one that I I didn't expect to be good at all, and yeah, it is great. He still talks about it to this day. I know they're talking about either a TV series or a sequel, because um, he seemed to really be into it. So, which is, he played it right. Didn't take his freaking helmet off like like Judge Dredd is not supposed to. Stallone not supposed to take the helmet off, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you, Brian, you gotta get on this, man. You gotta get on. This it. is this is on my high list of movies to see. So it it definitely is just because c- the amount of talk you four have brought up around this movie. It's like okay, I need to see this one. Yeah. So um, uh, should we go into which I don't even know. Let's just quickly hit the Amazing Spider-Man. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. It's. I did not expect this movie to be that good, honestly. To, uh, um, not to McGuire. Andrew Garfield. Who would have thought he would have been a, a great Spider-Man? We knew he was a great actor from the social so, the social network. Um, we gave an incredible performance. Should have gotten an Oscar uh, nomination. But um, yeah, I mean, I just remember his Spider-Man being so much more fun. You know, so much more. You know jokes you know and and people loved him for that um, that was a big complaint about Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man you know um is that he took himself too seriously as, as a character at least the writers did um but this was a darker version uh, and it worked it actually worked you know um Dennis Leary as Captain Stacy and Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy yeah. Still might be the best on-screen chemistry in a comic book movie. Uh, Garfield and Stone, uh, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. Yeah. Um, and you know, say what you want about Mark Webb as a director. You know, he there's two things he gets right. One is the the chemistry between Peter Parker and his uh, romantic interest, which is Gwen Stacy, and two. The way Spider-Man swings through the, the New York, incredibly done. 
still yeah. still the best. That shot where he swings from the crane and the camera follows him as if you're dropping mm-hmm. the point the, of view. The first trailer. Man, it's yeah. just incredible. Yeah. So sadly, uh didn't really go much after that one, but hey, Amazing Spider-Man is still up there. Yeah, I agree. It's another one where I hesitated to see it. I waited a few weeks to see it because I was wasn't interested. Um, then I just started seeing the good reviews and I went, ah, just one night. Uh, I was off off work and said, ah, all right, I'll go check it out. And yeah, uh, pleasantly surprised. Um, yeah, Andrew Garfield. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure he was maybe not a whole lot. Uh, Older, or I'm sorry, younger than uh, Tobey Maguire was when he started the role as well. I know they're both probably mid twenties, but he kind of looked a little more useful than Tobey Maguire. Is that kind of right out of the gate uh, sold it for me? And I just thought he, you know, people call him emo, Peter Parker, or whatever, blah blah blah. But yeah, look, I thought he was really good. You know, he's got a got a skateboard. You know, <laughs> his skateboarding Spider-Man, which okay, at this time frame would do right. Yeah, Peter Parker would be on skateboard, just you know, so. Um, and yeah, it was nice. It was refreshing not to get the, even though we do get the the origin and the Uncle Ben thing, and they did, they did their best not to. They went out of their yeah. way to not yeah. say it was more power, it was more responsibility, you know. But he basically said it. What what's the name? Uh, Sheen, uh, 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 Martin Sheen as uh, Uncle Ben there, uh, and Sally Field as Aunt May, who was pretty, you know, she was pretty good as well. Um, yeah, I like I like this chemistry with with them as well, um, and you know. Uh yeah, really enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, great, uh, you know, uh, twist on the Spider-Man story. You know, other than the stuff which they tap into in the second one, which is whatever. But stuff about Peter's father was left all that stuff by his parents were some kind of weird secret spies or whatever. I don't know what they were. Yeah, yeah I was like, like, okay, that's weird, but whatever. It's no big deal. They didn't really, you know. This one, it worked. Second one, yeah, but uh, no, this one's a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed James it, man. Horner. Big surprise. Incredible score by James Horner. Yeah, very yeah, true. Of course, the score is very good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um. So then, now we have. Let's hit this one. Let's get it out of the way. The Avengers. I mean, uh, the movie yeah. that started team up co- comic book greatness. I mean, you can't say much more about this movie other than it's fantastic. Arguably, Joss Whedon's only good movie. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the Avengers Assembled, I never thought I'd see this on screen. And to see this come to life was, like, the greatest thing of all time. And... Yeah, it's just I still can't believe we have the Avengers in movies, not just this one, but movies. So uh, agree. I'll pass it on. Who wants next? Uh, listen, <clears throat> just well, you there you go. Like you look at where we are now, having within game last year. Like that's who would have thought, right? We would have gotten just just looking back because uh, I was thinking about this the other day. Um. I was thinking about my time when I went to go see this movie. I don't know that I've ever been so excited <laughs> to do anything 
<laughs> let alone see a movie. Was, I, I, man, I was just that whole, that whole everything just leading up to it. But just that, I'm just that particular day, I was just like, I couldn't, I just couldn't stand it. You know, and I was going to a midnight show, and it was just, man, a day. That was the longest day ever. <laughs> I, was just I like, bet. Constantly looking at the clock, like, ah, yeah. let's go. I remember ah, midnight. Show. Couldn't wait, man. Couldn't wait. That's so much fun. Uh, you know, I saw it three times that opening weekend. That was the only movie I've ever done that. Uh, you know, I went and saw it, took the kids to see it. They were, they were little at the time, of course, but I uh, took them to see it that Saturday. And I saw it again that Monday night. And I saw it again a couple weeks later. So it's the only movie I've seen, like, <laughs> uh, four times I went to see it. It's the only only movie I've ever done that uh, with, man. And it's just, well, like you said, just not a whole lot we can say we haven't said about this movie. I don't think, though. Just and this is only just based on everything that we've gotten since. I don't just for me it doesn't quite hold up as well. True, I agree. Some of, some of Whedon's dialogue, you look back at it now, it's like, yeah, that's kind of. I agree. It's Joss Whedon, you know. So, yeah. and there's some scenes where it's like, okay, that could have, eh, you know, probably wouldn't. They they would definitely do a lot of this differently today, of course. But you know, it's 2012, yeah. and. You know they set it up brilliantly with all the other movies we talked about with Iron Man and Thor and Captain America. So um, this was the hey, it was the biggest movie of all time. You know, so yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, exactly what you guys said. It's a phenomenon. Um, it was the culmination of Phase One Marvel. Uh, it's what got this movie doesn't isn't the phenomenon it was unless the other movies very carefully um, craft the, the the lead up to Avengers. Um, yeah. Yeah. And 2010 Comic Con, where they're all on stage together and you're just Oh like, yeah. Wow. Good call. Yeah. This is this is happening. This is this is for real. And I'll never forget the uh, it might have been the second or third trailer. I think the second trailer where it actually shows second trailer famous shot where they're you know it's going around yes and they're all you know there and it's just like yeah. okay yeah one of the greatest tracking shots yep so, i watched that trailer a thousand times me too oh man i was i would just watch that over and over like i cannot believe this is real like they're gonna make this uh, yeah, that, that's still to this day one of my favorite trailers, a uh, second Avengers trailer. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite shows. Even though, of course, looking back, this is the thing that Marvel does. They gave away again, gave away a lot of pretty key moments in the movie, uh, which a lot of movies do. Definitely. But yeah, Marvel seems to be really guilty of it more than anyone. So, uh, yeah. green. Uh, and then we'll quickly hit this one. Obviously, Geo, Dark Knight Rises. I was arguably more excited for this movie oh. than I was Avengers. Now, okay. Go. I mean, <laughs> yeah, clearly, you know. Um, but, I mean, yeah. were, were you guys not coming off the Dark Knight? Oh, yeah, like, obviously, yeah. Chris Chris Nolan, I remember that first. Oh. Dude. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh. Am I kind of lagging on my end? But I remember that first teaser poster of uh, Tom Hardy as Bane. Oh my, oh my god! god. 
and then just reading the uh don't even reading the the whole concept of being like this is a character that bat batman you know will have to physically beat you know whereas Joker yeah. was not that guy and it was good but i think this movie this movie definitely suffered from the circumstances of the dark knight um True. i think that movie really especially the death of heath ledger that really just took a toll on everybody you know um like i remember reading articles about christopher nolan you know that he doesn't really want to come back you know like he's just he's he didn't want to do it what's that yeah, he didn't want to do it. Yeah, yeah, he just, you know, didn't want to. And you can yeah, kind of had to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can kind of see that in, in this movie. Um, but I think it was a good enough, satisfying ending to uh, probably one of the one of the best trilogy, one of the best trilogies ever, outside of the comic book genre. Oh, you're uh, very much right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and and yeah. Hathaway Catwoman. Wow. Yes, killed it. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, killed it. Yeah. Uh, Nolan I... just. Oh, go ahead. Go. No, 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 no. Go. I was gonna say, you know, he threw all his, got all his, uh, you know, his Inception people in here, uh, <laughs> with, uh, uh, what's her name? The the wife in from Inception, the uh, French actress. Can they her name? The place I'll tell you, I'll forget her name, but uh, Marion. Oh, there you go. Yes, very good. Yeah, good job. Yeah, uh, <laughs> see me at yeah, trivia, Jay. Of course, listen, <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. Uh, we should have saved that. We should see, we should have saved that. He would have got that, though. but um, <laughs> uh, and of course, I mean, classic for me, one of my favorite villains of all time is uh, you, you adopted the dog, I was born in it. <laughs> like I love, dude, I love Bane in this movie. I love Tom Hardy as Bane, a diff- obviously, a different Bane than what we get in the comics. He's not that uh, luch- luchador wrestler kind of thing, he's just a yeah. mercenary, uh, who was part of the League of uh. Whatever they call it, uh, of shadows, of shadows, shadows, right? Yeah. Actually, he uh, does know that one because yeah, I, there was a showdown question. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, really? That was literally yeah, yes, what is the name of Bane's people? I'm actually one of the people who preferred the Bane voice in the IMAX preview because I, I went to Ghost Protocol to just. Yes. Just to see the ten minute IMAX preview. Little did I know this part of it was an amazing movie. I mean, I was in for a treat. Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. the voice I think was better in that ten minutes uh, IMAX preview before they dubbed it because oh, I came here. It's just like well, people. Yeah, I know. I I I thought it was fine. It was a little like oh, I I thought it was very menacing and very just yeah. But yeah, would you imagine? This, I don't know whose idea that was, but like that's a great thing to do with Bane to make him sound like that. I know they had the same problems with Kylo Ren, I think. Uh, yeah, on Star Wars, but people couldn't understand him. But which, I mean, whatever. I, you know, but yeah, I agree. I, I saw that very same thing. Yeah, yeah, I think they showed the opening, right? the opening scene on the airplane. So. I remember sitting yeah. in the theater, and he's like, "With no survivors," I'm just like, 
hell you saying? Just uh, yeah. <laughs> I still have a hard time hearing that or understanding that scene. But uh all right, so let's move on to 2013. Yes, no. Did I lose my spot? No, yeah, 2013. Sorry. I'm uh, like, wait a minute. Yeah. That doesn't seem right. Yeah. Um, oh, no, I lost my list. Where'd my list go? Oh, there we go. Uh, Iron Man 3, Kick-Ass 2, Thor the yeah. Dark World, The Wolverine, and Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> Geo, you have oh. 20 minutes, and 2014 has some good movies. Go ahead. You can start with Man of Steel. <laughs> I, I, I actually just watched this last week, so go ahead. Just... Yeah, I think this week was the uh, eighth, eight-year anniversary of yeah. Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you're right. This that was like a mid-June I, movie, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I tweeted this to Mike Kalinowski. I said, this movie is many things. It's bold, it's brave, it's brilliant. Just the, the idea of Superman, finding Clark Kent finding his place in the world, and people who slowly discover the truth are fully aware that this could have a real impact on the war. Those are ideas, questions that you don't necessarily get in comic book movies. This is a movie that makes you think about the idea of a Superman in the real world. Of course, it also helps the fact that, you know, Snyder with his really, really incredible visuals and uh, action sequences with uh, Superman, it delivers just a, an awesome kick-ass time. Um, just from the opening Krypton scene, where Russell Crowe is fighting to save his son, to Michael Shannon's incredible turn as General Zod, somebody who really cares about his people and goes to the very, very end of the movie to, spoiler, saying you have to make a choice you either kill me or i return the favor and kill the people that you love because you kill the people that i love which was krypton's last chance um obviously we still haven't gotten a sequel but i think that will change in the next coming years um, just my opinion hopefully because hopefully. this movie is just this movie is just too too underrated as far as a comic book origin movie goes, I feel like this movie gets overlooked a lot, you know. Um, and what more can can I say about it? It's if you haven't seen Man of Steel, it still holds up to this day. In fact, probably more than ever. With with uh, the idea of Superman being an alien and not of this world, not accepted by people potentially. Check it out. I'll, I agree with you. Uh, you and I were talking about this right before we started. Yeah, there you go, Keith. Um, I was never a big fan of Superman. I actually hated Superman for the most part because I thought it was too perfect. Geo used to it perfectly. He was the Boy Scout. Um, this put him in a darker tone and made me like him way more than 
I ever thought I would. And um, I, I appreciate this tone of Superman more than the goody two shoes. Perfect has every power in the world. Can't do any wrong Superman that we kind of have. Right. This, this, this one is, I don't, I don't, I will never want a different type of Superman other than this one now. Because and that's what I love about this this Man of Steel is that he's not a Superman that can fly around the world and reverse time. Like, yeah. where is the the I don't know what's the word I'm looking for? Where's the challenge in that? You know? Yeah. Where's the suspense? What's what's the point of having a villain in that point? You know? Yeah. Um, that's that, that's why I love Andrew Cavill's Superman, just because he's He's not perfect, and that's okay, because neither are any other is any other hero in Marvel mm. or DC or, or whatnot. Obviously, uh, Superman Superman can grow to become that ideal hope, and hopefully, it not be forced like in Justice League when they said, "I believe in the truth, but I'm also a fan of justice." It's like that was so thrown in there; it wasn't even earned, like. Get get there, and it starts with WB doing what uh, they're doing with this with the Zack Snyder cut. You know, let us see that you already invested so much time, money, energy into it. Let us see it, and that's what they're doing. And props to them. And I, hopefully, it leads to a sequel. Keith, sorry, I'm going on a rant. No, you're fine. Uh, no, it's okay. Uh, I just watched this last week. That's why I have it out. It was, uh, first twenty minutes of the movie is a masterpiece. It really oh. is. Uh, it, it, it's beautifully shot. Great story. Um, great setup for uh, the conflict going forward. I will push back a bit on the notion because a lot of on Superman. I don't want to turn this into a bit debate about Superman, but I think that I don't think Superman has to be dark or Whatever to be uh, to be appreciated, uh, in my opinion, he he's an aspirational character, and uh, now certainly you can certainly put him in a situation and show he does have flaws, which he does. But his the same thing I say about Captain America, you know, his unbending moral compass is something that uh, I think is to be aspired to, you know, for everyone. Uh, that's why he's so respected in and out of his uh, of the comic world he lives in and in real life. Um, you know, I've always, I've heard that my whole life about people who say that about Superman. And it always would just kind of bother me. Like, well, he's, but that's what, like, that's, he's this, but, like, but the symbol he, of, of. I'll kind of push back on that because the, at least the animated movies, the, the video game cinematic cutscenes, like they do such a great job of, of putting Superman in a position to where, like, if something ever happened to Lois Lane or, or his mother, he could get to that point. The thing with Captain America yes. is that, yeah, he has the love of his life, and even after losing that, even if she doesn't remember who she is, like, there, there's just no like Captain America Civil War, you know, which we'll talk about later. He, he says. Uh, Maybe you just haven't seen it, the, the dark side. Did, did we ever get the, the dark side of, of Captain America? Like, I feel like we didn't, you know? 
even as great as Winter Soldier was. Oh, we definitely did. But we but definitely did. We'll, we'll, talk well about then we can talk about it in the next yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to. Executive, yes. Tom Zimmer, incredible score. Yes, okay. very much. Yes, I love the score. Yeah. Yes, I was just listening to uh, it today. Yeah. For the sake of time, we'll we'll skip. The, no, you're fine. The, we'll skip the other ones in this category. I know you, Keith. You like Wolver the Wolverine or Geo and Keith like the Wolverine. Um, Great. Iron Man. Well, yes, it's a, absolutely. 100%. Thor: Dark World. We know is a stinker. No, nope, uh, just that movie. Yes, 100%. it is not. I like Thor: Dark World. Fix my Loki screen in it. Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, and then Iron Man three is it's there. The biggest uh, controversial decision that Marvel ever made. Yep. Was taking a perfectly cast Mandarin and turning him into a joke, and then later trying to do a one shot to retcon that because they knew they messed up, and the fans knew that they messed up. They other than that, they can they can make up for it. It was pretty good. They they can make up for it with Shang Chi. Yeah, uh, which I'll agree. We'll we'll see what happens. There. But but it did rob us of Iron of getting to see Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man fight one of his greatest foes. Yes, the Mandarin. So. Okay, true. Agree. Uh, two thousand and fourteen. We have ten minutes jam-packed but there's pretty much three i have a feeling we're gonna hit and that's uh 300 rise of empire the amazing spider-man 2 big hero 6 captain america the winter soldier edge of tomorrow guardians of the galaxy sin city a dame to kill for and x-men days of future past who wants to start keith you want to start with one uh i love I wish I had my Baymax coffee mug. Uh, it's in the yes, kitchen. Uh, I love Big I Hero. I love that you chose that one. One of my, one of my favorite, just favorite Disney movies ever. Um, yep. UK, yes, oh. it's okay. It's, you can kind of some of it. You can see it's a little bit predictable. Fine, whatever. It's beautiful. Love that movie. Uh, exactly. I I love that movie to death. Uh, what else? But this is fourteen, right? So let's see. Uh, Winter Soldier. Go ahead, take that. Oh, okay. Listen, um, I was just <laughs> listening to the soundtrack the other day. And, oh, we're fine. Yes, listen. Perfect. Love the setting. You set it in real time two years after the Avengers. Cast living in D.C., trying to figure out his place in the world, just sort of like what we're talking about with Superman. And, uh, man, this movie went to a place, first of all, that opening, where he's just kicking guys off that ship. Just, yeah. I mean, come on. That's <laughs> he literally kicked everyone off that ship. Or just kicked them to sleep, whatever. He did a lot of kicking in this movie, kicking people. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, Chris Evans, Captain America, to me, never been better than in this movie. Yeah. I mean, he's Fight great. GSP in his, I love, love him. <laughs> man, get, oh my gosh, George St. Pierre, who I uh, think they said is going to be in Falcon and Winter Soldier. That they announced Ooh, be back. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, love uh, that. Uh, love Winter Black Soldier. Girl. Bucky is amazing. The man, man, oh my gosh, when he's man, he blows up Nick Fury's car. He's walking, you see that upside down shot. He's got that gun, he's walking towards him. You're like, Oh Oh my my god, God. like he's so great in this movie. I love just really quick. I was in the theater, watched this movie with a group of friends, and I could tell that (laughs) that everybody was into it, right? And the scene when obviously they had the great freeway scene, they had that awesome fight with some of the best hand to hand fighting you'll ever see. Oh, yeah. Um, 
when he pulls the mask off and he turns around and he sees that it's Bucky. <laughs> and I heard that there was like a rumble in the theater and I heard this girl go, uh, like a couple rows back go, oh, that's his friend. Yeah, like I love that she was into it, but obviously she didn't know the story, which, you know. <laughs> that's uh, good. Which is older, it's his old friend Bucky, but uh, yeah, I got a kick out of that, but yeah, look, I don't want to go off on this movie. I love it. Yeah, it's we can, my number we can spend one forever. Yeah, that's yeah. Russo Brothers, excellent, excellent. Yeah. Geo, short word, or do you want to oh, move on? They, I mean, this this movie really, I want to say, saved Captain America from being like the least Made him cool. Interesting, yes, the least interesting Avenger. I mean, right. credit to the Russo brothers for making this yeah. uh, spy, espionage, thriller. Um, yes. Just incredible. And Henry Jackman, incredible score. Yes. For Great score. So good. The Scream. The Scream song. The scream. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. When I have one more set to do at the gym, I'll throw that on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good call. Um. I'll jump to Guardians of the Galaxy. Marvel's biggest uh, risk to date, I would say, uh, bringing in a ca- uh, a comic, a not hugely well-known comic book franchise. Doing, I mean, doing a Black Widow movie uh, about six, seven years too late. Yeah, <laughs> fair. Um, you just killed her off. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're fine. Uh, but yeah, it, it was... I mean, we had Chris Pratt from Parks and Rec, but this is where he went from Chris Pratt to Chris Pratt being in every single movie possible. Um, And yeah, I love this movie. It still makes me laugh to the day. To this day, Dave Bautista kills it as Drax. It's it's still funny. We we love a character that's a tree and a talking raccoon. Like, I mean, it's yeah. I'll I'll stop there. This movie should not have worked, at least the way. Right? So fun, so so amazing to watch. And, I mean, Jesus, this is like an Avengers achievement, but on like a lower yes. level, you know, because you, yeah. he gets you to care about all these characters. And when they finally come together, that, that shot where they're slowly walking down the hall to Cherry Bomb, it's just like yeah, like the soundtrack yeah. to this movie. Good yeah. call, Geo. Soundtrack. Oh my and, god! And Michael Rooker's Yondu. Yes, yes. Hmm. Keith, any words? Yes, had so much fun with this movie. Uh, I was one of the few people like, no, nah, this is gonna be good because I, I could just, I don't know, I just had a, I could just tell. Uh, I remember just they sold it, they sold it with that trailer. They sold the trailer. Getting the hooked on a feeling song in the trailer, yep. letting people know that this this what a bunch of is going to be a little bit different, you know. It's gonna yeah, be- in the trailer they had him yes. flipping people yeah, off. They, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right, right. And for I saw that and I'm like, oh, I'm sold. But like I'm telling people kept talking about risk and all, all the movie talk and everybody that we watched were like, I'm like, this movie is going to be great. Watch. I, I wish I wish I'd known you guys back then. I would have been saying oh, it then. Me too. Um, so yeah, I was super excited about it. I couldn't wait. So uh, I'm glad it turned out the way it did. Got our first look at Thanos, you know, technically. This in is that true. Movie. Uh, 
you know, sitting in a chair. <laughs> but uh, turns around, you know, yeah. Movies classic, yeah. Threatens, threatens. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Lee Pace. Oh, Lee Pace is really good. Is Ronan? Thought he was Ronan. Uh, yeah, good, good villain. Um, very good. Yeah, this movie worked on all levels, man. I, I love it. And hopefully, this magic will carry over to uh, Suicide Squad when that one comes out. Yeah, uh, agree. totally agree. So I think it will. Uh, yeah, I think it will. I think it will too. Uh, our last one that we're gonna hit is X Men: Days of Future Past. I haven't seen this movie in so long, but you guys always rave about it still. Yeah, I sure. so I'll, I'll I I remember it was good, but it's definitely one I need to rewatch. <laughs> you remember it was good? Yeah, I remember. I I I, <laughs> I probably haven't seen this movie since probably when I saw it in theaters. So I think I, I ranked this really? as my number one X Men. Yeah, I, I'm dead serious. So by all means, uh, you guys take the floor. Yeah. I would. I for me, yeah, I kind of go back and forth. I think I got X Men two slightly ahead of it. Um, I think that's a little more, you know. And I know, Gio, you're probably going to say that this kind of fixed the th- the the timeline. It it kind of did, but not really. <laughs> but. Well, yeah, yeah, sort of. It didn't fix it. Uh, X Men timeline goes like this. <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah. It's Jeremy, it's Jeremy Barry for those of you that watch uh, the Good Place. Yeah. The X Men time. But um, you know, it, listen, it took this story, and I remember, remember, that I, I mentioned it. I think I talked about the animated series, uh, which did a good job with this as well, in my opinion, uh, as well. Um. Yeah, it, you know, obviously because Wolverine's the star, he's the guy that's got to go back in time. Of course, you know, but which is fine. It it worked great. And as much Hugh Jackman as Wolverines we can get, let's take it. Um, but uh, it's really great. Uh, I I a lot of people complain about the Sentinels. I like the Sentinels. I thought they were terrifying in this movie. Um, that scene at the opening where they're having to fight them all off, and you get Sunspot and some of the new mutants in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, War Pack. And, you know, Blink. it was really cool, and uh, yeah, Blink yeah, was awesome. awesome. I love her, man. Yeah, she was really cool. Uh, and obviously, with you get finally now, you, you mentioned Iceman, Brian. We finally get real Iceman in this yeah, movie, real Iceman about freaking time, full, full on. Yeah, man, that was really cool. But then what happened to him at the end was like, oh my gosh, like that. Yeah, but it the, the, the uh, Sentinels started doing what they did, uh, yeah, taking everybody out, but uh. Yeah, I love this movie. You get obviously you get all you get all the Professor X's and the Magneto's in it, which is you know, which is great. That scene on the airplane with Magneto and Charles having that debate, and uh, Magneto's like, "Where were you, Charles? Where were you? Uh, you somewhere pretending to be somewhere you you're not." You know, that, that's a that is, uh, yes, that that is a Oscar nominating caliber scene with those two actors, especially with him. Yeah. Uh, so again, it's one of those things. Peter Dinklage as the bad guy. Peter Dinklage as Oliver Trask, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gio, you making a face? You didn't like him? He was all right. I just, yeah, he was just Peter Dinklage, I guess. Like, kind of, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I know. What you mean. Anytime we on screen, we, we didn't see Oliver Trask. We saw Peter Dinklage. So sure. Yeah, I hear you. I know what you mean. I I felt about him in uh, Infinity War as well. Like, well, it was just Peter Dinklage. <laughs> yeah, anyway. it's just giant Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Right, you're right. <laughs> but, love this movie. Any, love it. Yeah. Any last thoughts, Gio? 2013 Comic Con. 
the the teaser posters where you see a bunch of sentinels and it, mm. uh, eliminating the mutant threat or something. Which like, what? And when they all got on stage together, I mean, prior to Endgame, this was the ensemble cast because you're taking two casts and you're putting them together in a movie. I mean, yeah. For those of us that didn't ask for X Men First Class but enjoyed it, and then to follow it up by taking that same cast and putting them with the original cast together, and Fair. somehow making time travel and all that work together, I mean, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart's last on screen where they're shaking hands and they're just like, "We yeah. had a good run. This was awesome." But now this is their franchise, uh, and then the ending. Yeah where it pans through the X-Mansion and you see for the last time all the original characters in their right spots, you know, with James Marsden coming back as a Cyclops and you're just like, yes, yes. I mean, just getting goosebumps from it. It's just, it's just incredible. Yeah, this, I need to go rewatch it. This is the, the my only, peak of the X-Men franchise. I mean, yeah, you could say Logan, again, spinoff, but hey, X-Men yeah. X-Men: Days of Future Past, like, it's a movie that really, really grew on me after watching it uh, over the years. That's Watch it, Brian. Sweet. I would have heard, sticking back on it just really fast, I, I no, kind of wish it's great, yeah, Brian Singer, great job, but I, I would have like to have seen Matthew Vaughn come back. I would have loved to have seen his kind of it, it, what he would have done with this. Um, but that's just, I mean, just maybe have Matthew him do Vaughn, the Marvel version. Vaughn. Have him do the Marvel version of Man, that. Keith, now that you mentioned it, uh, and well, wait, we'll save it for next next episode because if one movie which came out next year worked, there's an argument that. Fox keeps all the Marvel properties still, and it doesn't go over to Disney. If one movie that we'll talk about next episode that came out the following year after yeah. Days of Future Past only worked, yeah. But all right, well, with Geo leaving us off on that tease, um, that's it. We've made it from two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, two thousand and ten to two thousand and fourteen. We have one more episode. We are closing it out from 2015 to 2019. It's going to be impossible to get through that one in an hour, but we are going to try. Yeah. And um, so if you've been joining us, thank you uh, for throughout this whole entire series. We're going to wrap it up, and it's going to be great uh, for Apocalypse movies. I am Brian. That is Geo. That is Keith. Um like I said, tune in next week when we wrap up our decades list. And until then, we'll see you guys later.